0: for the Nerdbook Review, where we strive to broaden your fantasy horizons. If you're listening to this episode back-to-back, you already got the spiel, but if you're going to be listening to this separately, today we are going to be reviewing Rosewater by Tade Thompson. Uh, It'll be Chris and Barry and myself, and we hope that you enjoy the podcast. I'm going to give you the quick usual spiel, and then we'll get right to it. You can reach us on Facebook at Nerdbook Review, uh, via email, nerdbookreview at gmail.com, And on Twitter with the handle nerdbookreview. We really do enjoy interacting with people on whatever format you like to get a hold of us at. And uh, if you have suggestions for books or ideas that you'd like for something for us to do, we're certainly open to it. All right. I hope you guys enjoy the podcast and have a wonderful day. Hi, I'm Cam. I'm Barry. And I'm Chris. And this is the Book Review. Today you are getting uh, three of us, unfortunately. Uh, t- we are going to actually do two reviews tonight. The first one will be Rosewater by Tade Thompson. Uh, it is 432 pages long. It is the first book in the Wormwood Trilogy. Uh, it was released by Orbit Books in July of this year. Chris, I'll have you read the uh, first one here. Will you read the um, Goodreads or whatever we're reading review? Mm -hmm.
1: Rosewater is a town on the edge, a community formed around the edges of a mysterious alien biodome. Its residents comprise the hopeful, the hungry, and the helpless. People eager for a glimpse inside the dome or a taste of its rumored healing powers. Caro is a government agent with a criminal past. He is seen inside the biodome and doesn't care to again. But when something begins killing off others like himself, Caro must defy his masters to search for an answer, facing his dark history and coming to a realization about a horrifying future.
0: Thank you, Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, real quick, I should have already said this in the old uh, getting stuff ready, but uh, thanks guys for coming over. I really appreciate it. This is probably my last little uh, hangout with the guys before baby number two is on the way, mm-hmm. uh, since Katie's due here pretty quick.
1: Thank you for pizza and beer. Oh, yeah.
0: Thank you very much. mm mm-hmm. Fabulous. I always love pizza and beer. Um, so the book, Rosewater. Um, Barry, do you want to describe Caro, or would you like me to do so? Or? Uh, Caro's kind of a scumbag. Let's just get
2: that right out of the bag. <laughs> He's not a good person. The book, one thing I'm... He's like he he straddles the line between a lovable scumbag and just a really annoying jerk scumbag that you don't like. Uh, You go back and forth between that, like the whole book near the end. You kind of think of like you're a little more sympathetic towards him. But, you know, he's not a good human. He's done a lot of awful things in his life, but he's very smart and he has a lot of special abilities that help advance the plot forward.
0: Yeah, so Caro. okay, I guess I should set up the, uh, like the world that we're dealing with at this point. Uh, as I said, it's Nigeria in 2066. The earth has been invaded uh, for quite some time now. I think that it was like the way they say it was maybe all the way back in like the 1980s that the first, uh, like that the organism might have actually been here like underground, like in yeah. London, and then uh, moved on from there. Um and that's
1: maybe a, something to expand on a little bit is that it's not an invasion in the way that we generally think of alien no, no. invasion. It's not like the Mars attacks aliens running around shooting. Yeah. It's a kind of an organism
2: that we're late into the invasion phase already. Yeah. The book yeah. starts late into the initial, way after the initial invasion. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah. So, basically, like, think of it as like, fungal spores in, in, yeah. in some way. It's, like, a biological, like, thing. There is, like, an actual, like, avatar almost, is the way I would say it, of the aliens that is humanoid, yeah. that can talk to people. But for the most part, you're dealing with more, like, fungal spores. Mm-hmm. Um, they're in... Uh, Rosewater it's a little town that is built around this like biodome type thing that is uh, where like the main organism is contained inside of it humans can't go in it unless they are for some reason invited in and we will find out as it goes on there are a few people inside of it but for the most part uh, humans are outside of it. And what is important about rose water is that once a year, that biodome opens up and releases spores that will cure people of their diseases. Uh, Some people do weird stuff like cut themselves open or try to like do body modifications and then have (laughs) it cured that doesn't always work right. And sometimes it doesn't work right even when they are being cured. But um, the girl who's going to become Caro's girlfriend, though, Anamont will find out pretty quick that she actually had cancer That was cured by the um, by the spores, and so she'll you know really love it. Um,
1: That would be awesome. Yeah, it would be.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I
1: say that as a cancer survivor myself.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so it's kind of like the opposite. You remember, you guys remember that '90s uh, Super Mario Brothers movie with John Leguizamo? Oh my god, Dennis <laughs> Hopper.
0: Bran, Bran likes to watch that. It's
2: on yeah. Netflix. So it's kind of like the opposite of that. Don't trust the fungus. Like <laughs> that movie, you know, they say trust the fungus. So it's like opposite Super Mario Brothers '90s <laughs> movie.
1: Yeah. And I think that was his original title. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> they I'm pr- it to pretty
2: sure water. it was. I have I have 97 confidence interval that that was his original working <laughs> title.
0: Um. <laughs> so as the uh, the Goodreads blurb says, that Caro was once in the uh, biodome. Um. You know he is. He doesn't want to go back again. He has had like direct interaction with the like avatars. What I'm going to call it and keep calling it. One of the um, things that y- Barry mentioned that, you know, that Caro's kind of a scumbag at times. Um, he, he's, we, we're going to have like a ti- a split timeline thing, but that's not even quite right. Um, the thing that made this book tough for me at times was it jumps around in the timeline. So we're going to go back to when he's like a teenager at times. Um, does it go back when he's a kid at some point, too? I can't remember if it ever goes back when he's a kid kid.
2: I a little bit, but
0: but it jumps around not uniformly like we talk about with um, Chris mentioned this earlier that uh, with Matt Presley, he does split timelines, but they go from
1: but they're both linear. Yeah, so, so it's kind of you're looking at two timelines, but as you if you were to read one of those timelines and only one of those timelines, it would it would be chronological. Yeah,
0: it would take you from like when they're teenagers to the day before the book starts basically like for the main timeline. This isn't like that at all. Like I was confused a lot, Um, but it does. I guess it does tell the story of Caro, but there's going to be some times when he's like an adult and he's already got his powers, but that jump farther back than other times when he's an adult and like that confused me a lot, Mm -hmm. but um, Caro, though we like we see him when he's basically a thief as a kid as a teenager. Uh, and he gets away with things a lot, but he's able to find valuable things because of his power. Yeah, Uh, you know what it reminded me a lot of is like in uh, um, the one that Barry and I did um, and I can't believe I'm struggling so bad with names of things right now, but um, the uh, futuristic one, um, your favorite guy is uh, the pizza delivery guy oh snow crash snow crash but it reminds me a little bit of like where he's mentally able to go into like almost like the metaverse but it's like whatever the spores allow him to do Mm -hmm. he can actually connect with other people who have superpowers as well uh who are able to like tap in mentally to this other place Like, can get into other people's minds too a little bit because of this these special abilities Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. i think that's getting you know getting carol pretty well uh the only other person who gets a fair amount of screen time there's a couple of them uh the his his head at the S forty five. The woman who's basically like uh, a stone cold killer doesn't care. And then um, Anna Matt, who's his girlfriend, will get some play. Some you know it's always one point of view. Always Caro, but we we'll, she'll be another character who at least you'll get to see a little bit. But mostly this is about Caro. Mm-hmm. And as he goes through, um, he's got his day job at a bank where he basically protects other people from getting their minds invaded by other people who can do what he can do and then his night job is the uh, s45 which is like a secret government organization that uh, finds people that does basically keeps nigeria halfway safe in the way this or is messed it vice up. versa though what's that
2: the banks is night job or
0: i, I thought could, he was in the I bank in wrong. the day i could be wrong i thought right, he was we'll in the wall it was while later. it was open but anyways yeah sorry but but yeah, I mean it's a dis- definitely a dystopian world though. Um, yeah, mean, America is under like no one knows what happened to America really. Yeah, they kind of went dark and yeah. I mean basically like they're like under a shield. It's of like darkness. it's like this
2: idea that America's decided to like not interact with the rest of the world. They're gonna like practice a lot of nationalism, and they're <laughs> they're gonna just put America before anything else. They're gonna build walls that keep people out and.
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know if that's a direct uh, response to anything since pull, it, I mean, out of,
1: pull out of all the multinational uh,
2: organizations yeah. Yeah. and uh climate accords and
0: yeah
2: <laughs> it goes go so green that there's no lights though
0: <laughs> <laughs> well aren't they like under like a legit shield like some sort of like thing that they created that so you can't see in their dark I can't remember exactly, yeah, I don't know. It's been a little while since I read this book, unfortunately, yeah me too. Um, but I don't know. Um, what else do you guys want to talk about with the details about the book? It's I mean, so there's kind of a
1: kind of a neat look into uh, how a city would grow around this thing that uh, annually cures people. yeah, uh, I mean, obviously that would become something that people monetize um and it would become you know a a a vacation destination, a tourist attraction mm-hmm. for the sick. Uh so I I mean the uh, I think the highlight of the book really is the idea and and the world that's the world that the idea of the world that he's created is pretty cool.
2: Yeah. I think it's definitely good that they had a non like European American centric book, you know, set in Nigeria, which, you know, anybody thinks about it. I mean, Nigeria definitely has its some part of Nigeria's history is, you know, they have a lot of uh, social inequality and a lot of
0: (laughs) we had the dogs out.
2: There's a lot of social inequality there and there's a lot of just rough neighborhoods and they definitely I mean, it just fits perfectly with what I consider kind of like a kind of like a cyberpunk type book in a lot of ways yeah
0: yeah well and one thing yeah that is, that's that something too is is that like it's kind of funny like in some ways it's probably not that much worse than like the slums in some of these places already yeah but now everybody is dealing with that and in some ways i think that like they talk about at the beginning of the book where um they're trying to keep people out of nigeria because mm-hmm. of the, all these people that are trying to come from other places in the world to, to go to Rosewater yeah, and who, uh, and because like Nigeria, because of the that biodome and because of um, you know, the like the physical manifestation of the, the fungal alien invaders is in Nigeria. It's one of the more stable places in the world mm-hmm. and I think it's kind of a, it is a kind of a cool turning on its head that usually, you know, you think of like America as the, in a lot of these places is the last bastion of of the uh, of stability, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Um, What did you guys Barry, what did you think of it? I thought I thought there was a lot of good
2: ideas. Once again, I, I studied fungus in college. I love fungus. I think they're awesome, and I like the idea that fungus are play a central role with the aliens. I thought that was pretty cool. I thought there was a similarity, big, you know, a big similarity between another book we did, the Three Body Problem, where there's these microscopic entities that are kind of like spying on people mm-hmm. as part of the alien invasion, where you don't just see the aliens with their big black eyes out there, you know, like you, you know, Mars attacks, yeah. like you said earlier, but, uh, I thought that was cool. Um, the, maybe it's just, you know, my, my ineptitude as a reader, but I just couldn't get past like the, in too many time skips. Like I couldn't concentrate. I wanted like a very coherent story from beginning to end. I found myself confused in timelines a lot and trying to keep everything straight. And, I found that to be the biggest fault of the book that made it one that I'm definitely not going to highly recommend to people in the future.
0: Yeah. Casey, what's up? How you doing? Hey, and a fourth member of our, uh, our podcast team, if you will. This, it's Casey, uh, this it's a little pop in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, usually Barry, we get Barry pop in. Say we got a Chris, Casey pop in during the episode. How you doing, buddy? Is it a pop in if I call in first? I'm calling it a pop in. <laughs> Doing well. yeah well i got a couple books that'll be really good for you i think uh, big ship which like i said we're gonna do here in pretty quick and
1: we're starting the conspiracy theory that will smith killed actually biggie killed and, and tupac. tupac both of them and and if that hadn't happened <laughs> then biggie and tupac <laughs> might have gotten some of those roles <laughs> that will smith got so like biggie could have been agent k in men in black I think that the chemistry would have been great <laughs> between Biggie and well, <laughs> like, you know, I just probably
2: found out about their plot against
0: him.
1: Yeah, yeah the Will Smith game. It just goes deeper and deeper.
0: Yeah, it does. I think bye. it was, it's not what you think at all. Which one? Bye. Big Ship. It's, oh, bye. It's sci-fi, basically, but it's actually also like magic. Almost everybody can use magic in the entire world. It's really more space fantasy than it is sci-fi. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to get the uh, arc, though, for the second book. Sweet. So I'll have to read that. Hi, yeah, Casey. Good Thanks. to see you.
1: Later, Casey. Well, I I want to get into a little bit the writing itself, okay. which, which is what I had a hard time with. The, the timeline wasn't as difficult for me, but for me it was the pros of it are... Uh, maybe a little bit too intimate first person, not as passive first person as I would like. There was just an overwhelming amount of sentences started with I and then a verb and then something. Hmm. So it was, I saw this, I did this, I ran into so-and-so, I talked to such-and-such. And for me, it just uh, it didn't work for me in the way that... I think some other first-person narratives okay. work much better. Like uh, R.J. Barker is really good. Oh, with, yeah. With, with it Gerton. hardly even being first-person, you kind of get into it so much. Um, so that was kind of a, a problem that I had with it. Yeah. Just the prose didn't work for me.
0: Okay. Well, and, you know, I wonder – well, you know – I think that for me, it was the timelines that got me the most, you know. Yeah. I well, and then like I just never got into it, so like it wasn't like I just sat down and would read for you know like a hundred pages. So it would be re- it was a, it was a book that was really tough to sit down and then pick back up again, mm-hmm. because I'd be like, well, where are we exactly? Especially because <laughs> since you know you'd have like when he's a teenager, and that was fine, that was easy enough to follow. But what got me was is that there were times that were only like months prior and yeah. times that would be like a couple years prior and then you're like well but they wouldn't you know like you said didn't follow in a linear fashion so yeah. sometimes I was really confused um, well and the chapter headings had the dates on them didn't they they did mm-hmm. so I mean that was
1: there for you if you were invested enough to really yeah. keep track of it and maybe that's and, because I wasn't yeah. yeah and if you were starting and stopping your reads at yeah. chapter breaks if yeah. you if you weren't and you know you just picked it up one morning in the middle of a chapter you might have forgotten and
0: yeah and i do that sometimes like especially like you know if i'm just before bed and brand needs something or something you know and i'm like oh i only need to read three more pages in the the chapter and then i don't get to that well if it's a you know a a normal timeline then it's easy enough for me to pick up even or maybe i'll go back a page or two but i don't think chapters are very long though either in this one they were pretty short so it moved or jumped around a lot Mm -hmm. um and I don't remember, you know, that I, that stuff quite being, you know, the case. But maybe part of what Barry said, too, is is that, like, he's not, like, a super likable rude character. I, yeah. mean, I don't think he's supposed to be. I mean, if anything, at the very... You know what's funny was, is for, like, the first, like, ten chapters, probably, maybe less, I thought he had autism. I mean, mm-hmm. it makes it seem like, at the very beginning, that he's, like, completely... Uh, like um has Asperger's basically like the first few chapters that's what I thought until I realized it's just because he can see in people's minds and he doesn't do it so he tries you know specifically avoids people but like at first I thought that he was autistic when he's mm-hmm. clearly not autistic you know from but I don't know I guess this is just a book that you know for whatever reason we just didn't really like click for any of the three of us yeah and I don't think for me it wasn't a bad book. It just wasn't a book that
1: No, it's a really neat idea and yeah. and a, a neat world and in a, a an interesting setting. Yep. Um mm-hmm.
2: I'm kind of I mean I'm I'm kind of almost invested to see how he redeems himself. I mean, that sounds like a bad way to talk about it, but Maybe the sequel to this book is far more linear now that he's gotten his idea out for this character and he can deliver a really solid sequel to this book now that he's kind of created this fairly complicated world too.
0: Yeah, and it and, is a pretty complex. I mean, he's certainly fully fleshed out his story. It's just yeah. a matter of whether like, you know, it really clicked with with us in terms of um, you know, like the whole fate of humanity type of thing. And I guess that's one thing we never even really talked about is that um, that for Caro, he's like the last, or at least maybe one of the last at the beginning, and definitely towards the end, the last of the uh, people who has those superpowers that has the spores. Yeah, and um, so everybody else has been has died from the spores, or we don't necessarily know that at the beginning of the book exactly, but but something along those lines. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, it's it's got a grand idea for sure, but maybe maybe it was that grand idea that along with like the first person um, in a very intimate, you know, way that it's harder yeah. to see, like maybe if it was a second person or like there was an omniscient narrator. I don't think that would work with, with that. It wouldn't work. It needs to be first person. I yeah, think, so the way much told, of it but, is internal. Yeah, um, but just being so intimate and maybe it's because, you know, none, neither of us, or at least Barry and I didn't love the character. I mean, you know, like he's just not, I mean, you know, he does some pretty shitty things.
2: Yeah, I don't think they needed the time breaks. I think they could have, uh, this is a bold statement, but I think they could have made a similar plot without without doing the time jumps, you know, that you can introduce some of the characters past in like, in passing statements, and still keep a linear narrative to the story, and still be able to, and that way, your uh, his uh pretty fantastic world there is more accessible to the reader.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it could have.
0: And I think one thing too that's hard to do is like he was doing a timeline that is just ahead of ours, and there were a few things that were advanced, you know, some like alien technology. But for the most part, you know, we were, st- we were basically like worse off than we are now. <clears throat> so, you know, I think that can be something that like I was, you know, you have different expectations or like my mindset wasn't like a futuristic sci-fi type of a thing that I was expecting maybe. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. In a way, it was, you know, like you said, the dystopian sci-fi. Um, it reminded me a lot of uh, District 9, even though District mm. 9 was like a, you know, humanoid basically yep. invasion
0: yeah i did think of that a little bit and then um there was a tv show too where they were like the like three races that invaded earth and earth is completely changed like they're in new st louis when the series starts oh god i can't remember what it was called it was a sci-fi show though hmm. anyways it made me it wasn't think more street of that sharks was it <laughs> <laughs> no
2: it wasn't jawsome
0: no but yeah, but I think that like I like the idea the of the the book a whole lot more than I just cared for the way the way that it was executed. Maybe that's what it is. I don't yeah, know. I'd agree with that. Yep. Me three, I guess. You guys, what what are you gonna have a uh, Barry? What was your what would you rate the book? Okay,
2: I was thinking I was gonna give it a two, and then I kind of like thought, you know, I'm gonna give it a two point five, just you know, because I'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt for some of the imagination put into it, and they like, I really there were parts where I was really into it, and I got really into the end. I thought, although the end kind of like, holy cow, we're wrapping this thing up. Wow, wow that that was fast. But uh, I'll give it a two point five. You know, that's okay. yeah, about not bad, not good, but you know. I mean, in, in high school grading terms, that's an F, but you know, well, that's not the way I like to look at it. The way I like to look at it's more of a C, you know? Yeah. If we have to do like letter grades.
0: Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Chris,
1: uh, you know, that's probably right around where I would put it uh, somewhere somewhere in the two and a half to three. Yeah. Range.
0: Yeah. And I and I think that, you know, after the more we talk about it. The I I was at like three and a half, I think to start off with, but I'm going to say more like two and a half to three myself um I, I i don't think i'll read book two for example you know like yeah and that's kind of where i look at it like that a three and a half i'd still probably be intrigued enough to be like you know i'll get book two a shot maybe yeah, i'll at like least it
1: wait to see if you know if it starts getting yeah if it gets rave reviews and kind
0: of yeah and look into it and you know but, i yeah, think this book has actually gotten some pretty rave reviews in some in some ways um but maybe maybe i'm not quite the audience in that case then you know yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm more of a fantasy than a sci-fi guy, but I, I mean, we I love sci-fi if it's done well, too, you know? So right. um, I guess it's just not my thing. So two and a half is what I'm going to say.
2: And the second one's out now already. I was looking at oh, Amazon. It? Rosewater Insurrection. <laughs> So hmm. I mean, who knows? Maybe I mean I'm almost interested to read the second one if I can get around to it. Probably won't, but <laughs> um, I, I am curious to see. I'll give it a shot at least. And if we could do like a really coherent plot now that he's got his world built, I mean, uh, I I'm curious at least to see where he goes with it.
0: righty Well, Barry and Chris, thank you for uh, coming and doing this review with me. Uh, let's yeah, let's get book number two started here pretty shortly. All right. All right. See you in the next round. Ding
2: dong ding dong ding <laughs> dong ding dong ding dong. dong, dong, dong
0: skags. Okay, everyone's mics are working right now. Nice, nice. <laughs> I don't know about oh, the you volume. Mean, I
1: didn't get to sound check mine.
0: Well, cuz you were while well, you were doing your whoa 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 in response, I could see your uh Good. Hey, That's Chris. That's too bad cuz wanna...
1: I cuz I had one in mind. All right, Chris, let's do a sound check. Uh in West Philadelphia, born and raised. On the playground is where I spent most of my days chilling out max and relaxing all cool and all shooting some b-ball outside of the school when a couple of guys they were up to no good started making trouble in my neighborhood sons of bitches i got in one little fight and my mom got scared and said you're moving with your auntie and uncle in bel-air i whistled for a cab and when it came near the license plate said fresh and it had dice in the mirror if anything i could say that this cab was rare but i thought man forget it yo homes to (laughs) bel-air i pulled up to it's the house going, huh? around <laughs> <laughs> and i yelled to the cabbie yo home smell you later i looked at my kingdom i was finally there to sit on the throne some true gangster rap.
0: <laughs> all right oh man that reminds me back in uh high school with uh what was the uh, Miami? Going to Miami? Was that? Obi no, uh, saw Miami. Oh uh, yeah, there was like two Will Smiths ones that were like big when we would have been in high school. Yeah. Well, did he? Did he was, ever get involved
2: in the like Tupac
0: shootings? Uh, you know, I don't think so. No, you know, I don't I think, don't he, think was he was involved in the ever East Coast in the, West Coast. Allegedly.
2: Yeah. Oh, I've never there's no proof that he wasn't
1: there <laughs> <laughs> new new conspiracy theory will smith killed biggie and Tupac. Oh man, could you um, that? I mean that I mean get stop it. Let's 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 change that timeline, and now and now Tupac is in like Independence Day. Yeah, and and some of Will Smith's good like seven good
2: Tupac's in seven pounds. Oh man her what pursuit of happiness
1: yeah He well he was in like uh juice and uh above the rim and he was in a few others yeah and some
2: dan Aykroyd thing hey, did you hear the podcast on those that last podcast on the left on that yes that was so that was awesome.
1: awesome yeah Imagine if Will Smith hadn't killed Tupac and Biggie, then maybe Biggie would have been in Men in Black (laughs) instead of Will Smith. Maybe. Biggie, huh?
2: Maybe Biggie
0: Biggie could have have been in
2: Dr. Doolittle.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
1: God. (laughs) Biggie Smalls is I Am Legend.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This is the biggest movie of the summer.
1: One thing that Will Smith did though was that he was in the golden age of like if you're a musician doing a movie, you did the theme song of the movie. <laughs> right? Like he did Bad Wild Boys? Wild West and mm-hmm. Bad Boys. I was the other one? The yeah. Wild Wild West. And uh Bad Boys. Yeah, and Bad Boys and Um and then Men in Black, he did the song. Yeah.
0: When I think going to Miami, he got was in the was in Bad Boys too. Like oh, was it? They were on the beach, like because that's where they were. Okay. in, Was Miami Beach Hitch was a
2: pretty damn good rom com. I gotta say, it's one of the rom coms dudes can handle.
1: Really, LL Cool J beat him at it though with Deepest Bluest. My head is like a shark's fin.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, then there's like LL Cool J and like Ice cube or ice tea whatever the fuck his name is that was an s order
1: that one's ice tea
0: yeah but i mean i don't think anyone even remembers that he was a musician anymore at this point right uh,
2: uh, here's a pathetic confession of mine when I, a long time ago when people started talking about it there was like ice cube and ice ice cube ICT or whatever. (laughs) I used to think there was one a a solo rapper and his nickname was ICP. Icy (laughs) hyphen P. I was so wrong about that. I I really thought there was an ICP.
1: Like cold urination? <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Like he's, he's, he's like cool as ice, and his first name starts with a P, you know? Nothing weird. You know, I said P. Yeah.
1: Well, and cool as ice was a movie where Vanilla Ice
0: did the music.
2: Oh, yeah. Vanilla Ice is another rapper with ice in it. Yeah. Oh, my
0: goodness. Oh, yes. oh man. And then uh, Wesley Snipes was the ice man in... Uh, wasn't that what he was in the uh, one with uh, the, Sylvester Stallone who would, was like no a, he was Simon Phoenix oh I'm thinking Demolition totally Man. Wrong. Demolition Man that's one what was the one Judge Dread where that was another awful Sylvester Stallone movie mm-hmm. but if there's ever a, like a, a sh- sign that y- that when you start to get older you should start taking uh. uh What's the uh, drug that all the guys in se- could- steroids? Yeah, but after steroids, though, uh, HGH. Oh yeah, yeah. If there's ever like a one that like shows that shit really works, look at Sylvester Stallone. He's like seventy-five. Now. Yeah, yeah, and he looks like he could still be in like a in Rocky. I mean, they're probably making another Rocky movie, and he's got to be like in his seventies. Uh, Creed Two
1: is coming out soon. Yeah, and that
0: dude can't believe he started. He started his career off in porn. Who? Sylvester Stallone. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about Michael B. Jordan. No, he was the Italian (laughs) Stallion. Was he really? Yeah, and then he was in this uh, awful one that Barry made me watch one time (laughs) called uh, Death Race 3000 or something like that. Yeah, Death Race 2000.
2: (laughs) You remember the new Death Race movies with Stingham? Yeah, Yeah, it's the old 70s movie with him and uh, David Carradine. They were like his first
0: non-porn movies, and Barry, like... So like a month after we I joined the fraternity, Barry's like, hey, Skaggs, you got to come watch this movie with me. And I'm like, no, okay. Like, I'm a little confused. You but.
2: suggested that. You got to give credit where credit's due. <laughs> that was suggested by the one and only Aaron Van Tyle. Was it really? Yeah. He, he got me into Death Race
0: 2000. <laughs> but anyways, and I went and watched it with Barry. I watched that with Barry. That was our first time probably like just the two of us hanging out. I watched Death Race 2000 with Barry. Oh, yeah. It was terrible, but <laughs> oh yeah, it was. It was, it was <laughs> but uh, it was it was something else. Alrighty, well let's start. Uh...
1: IMDb came up with no results when I searched
2: for Will Smith.
0: <laughs> is that mine or is that yours? This one's mine. What did I do with mine?
2: Huh. And then IMDb does have Rosewater because of that John Stewart movie. <laughs> I haven't seen that. It looks good. I have not never had a chance to see it though. You <laughs> I you. That's not true. He's wearing socks. Oh, not doing the Winnie Pooh. Win- you gave him a red shirt. He could be doing the <laughs> Winnie the Pooh look.
0: brand pretty quick. Are you gonna? Are you gonna go with Mama to to go back to school and watch a movie? Good. Whoa. <clears throat> One day when he realizes he has to start wearing clothes, he's gonna be devastated. <laughs> <laughs> All right.